0: Rainbow Grocery, a worker owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. They really died to do, to learn to. Their bulk section is dope
1: af.
2: I love their their variety of cheese and home decor items and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere
0: else. Their cheese section is insane.
3: Rainbow Grocery, because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs.
0: Feeling the sweet sound cool jazz here on Mutiny Radio. Uh, I'm going to get started with a visiting comic all the way from Portland, Maine. Uh, super exciting that he's here. How of the comedy co-op group in Portland, Maine, Maine's funniest comedian we have for you here tonight on the program. So hey, everybody. Glad you're listening. And I'm super excited to introduce you to Connor McGrath.
3: Good evening, San Francisco. Welcome to the uh, McGrath After Dark, the premiere episode. And possibly only episode. We're here live in the heart of the Mission District, just wrapped up day three, or day, day two. Day three. Day three. Started on Thursday. Day three of Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival this is my first day at the festival, my first day in San Francisco. I traveled all the way here, as Pam mentioned, from Portland, Maine. Uh, was a treacherous flight yesterday. As some of the Boston, New England comics on, uh, on the festival alluded to, I was lucky to get out on the last flight out of Portland, Maine to uh, New York, and I was able to make the connection after a five-hour delay to San Francisco, oh. landing at 3.30 this morning. Oh. And waking up four hours later... And I've been running on Tic Tacs and alcohol, <laughs> and to- I had a torta too. I had a couple tacos. I also had a. Bre- I also had breakfast. So I've had about two and a half meals, and about twelve drinks, and about.
0: Do you want some mac? I have some mac and cheese. You want some mac and cheese?
3: Oh no, I'm good. I just oh, had okay. a torta before I got oh, here. Oh okay, okay, okay. Uh, coming into the studio right now is Boston comedian Chris Post. Hey,
0: everybody. Sit, sit down. Pick up
3: microphone. One of these microphones doesn't work. We aren't sure which one, so we'll have to figure it out. Oh, okay. I think it's that, that was the better one. Yeah? That's the working
4: one. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah.
3: Chris, is this your first time performing comedy in the city of San Francisco, California?
4: Yes, sir. Yeah, it definitely is. This is a
3: terrific city for comedy. It's been a blast. <laughs> it's a fantastic... Uh, the the, the, the audiences in San Francisco, they'll really go with you. It's kind of like, San Francisco is kind of like a polar opposite of the Boston scene.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, Boston's very compartmentalized. I, I think right. You, you know, you're, you're down all the time. You know, it's, uh, you know, Boston's a, a, a small city, but, you know, uh, it, it's divided. Uh, got a divided lot of different by, scenes. Yeah, exactly. You know, you got your downtown clubs, but then you got your Cambridge clubs and uh, bar shows and... Uh, uh, I, I felt like, you know, it, it felt like, you got you know, the Saugus Route 1 sure. old-timer scene. Yeah, absolutely. This felt more like, uh, yeah, I would, uh, consider this a parallel um, almost to, uh, like, the Cambridge, uh, clubs, you know, it's, uh, you know, a very progressive, uh, element here, and, uh, everyone's very expressive, and, uh, yeah.
3: Right, it's very, very welcoming. Like, yeah, very welcoming. You, you did the Benders show at 9 o'clock.
4: Yeah, uh, uh, so I think there was a misunderstanding <laughs> Yeah, because uh, I thought it was at the Bar Benders But I guess it was sponsored by that <laughs> The so, Bar B ba- oh, okay I wasn't yeah.
3: sure what Bender I thought Benders was I didn't even know Benders was a bar Until like 30 minutes ago Yeah <laughs> uh, So that was one of the sponsors Of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival Shout out to Benders Bar For their generous sponsorship of the, the they,
1: festival
0: Yeah, they, they, gave, they gave me some money You know what I'm really excited about? The gate is closed, we can drink
4: Oh yeah! Because oh, we are closed okay. to the public. <laughs> we are Open now, well, how we, about are, that? <laughs> we are closed
0: to the public. So that's one of the things that Mutiny Radio's had a problem in the past. Yeah. The very first, amazing, the very first year, we were sponsored by PBR. So PBR gave me like, thank you, yeah. like f- 12 cases and like like the 32 pack can like they gave me so much beer, and we had we had a we had a tent out there and we were just drinking on the street willy nilly. We didn't give a fuck. Everybody was drinking, and I got I got in trouble with the the Law the ABC came down and they were like, You can't give away. I was like, It's BYOB. They're like, No, that's that's never been legal. That's not a legal thing. No, it's not legal. My brother's not legal at all.
3: My brother, who was supposed to be on the podcast, was uh, he's hopefully he's listening back at our Airbnb. He's a bar manager in Brooklyn and he was saying, You cannot give away alcohol at bars in California. It's against the, the state laws, like a bartender legally cannot give a customer a free shot of alcohol.
1: Right. It's
0: uh it's it, part of the there's the ABC is is uh they're so anyways it came down on us here so we weren't allowed to drink one of the things I learned when I went to one of the classes is that if you're closed to the public, everything's fine. So right now we are closed to the public. The so gate don't is come closed. By, don't come by. But here. even if they do the gate is closed, the door is locked, there's nothing they can do. We're not open to the public. Uh, We're uh, fine.
4: Alex cool.
0: It's it's not locked. They can I mean but it's yeah that's good. It'll be great.
3: If Alex and Ben are listening to this, bring more beer. I think we're yeah. <laughs> bring some limaritas. That's my drink of choice. Are well, here, I th- it's like my guilty pleasure. I was I, I like um I really liked uh I was, I was having sexual intercourse relations with a uh, an older woman, and that was her drink of choice. And she kind of turned me on to Bud Light limaritas. And like, ever since, man, she's long gone, but the love of the Ritas is.
0: Nice. My, my dad embarrassed me similarly. He came years ago. He came to visit me here in San Francisco. And I took him to Bender's Bar, because it's like my favorite place. And I know everybody there. And the, he meets the owner, Johnny. And he says, you know, he says, let me get you a drink. You know, your your parents, dad. That's so great. And, and uh, he asks for a Bud Light lime. And, and Johnny looks at him. He's like, just shakes his head. And he's like, I can give you a Bud Light with a lime. <laughs> But my dad actually liked to drink Bud Light Lime, which I think is disgusting and abhorrent.
3: In my in my dad's uh, my father Steve McGrath's drinking days, he uh, his preferred drinking uh, was uh, a PBR with a lime. He liked drinking PBR with a lime.
0: Yeah, it's like the it's the Tecate of of uh, Portland, Maine.
3: You know, it's kind of pretty much the same thing. We do have tacate in Portland now. <laughs> It's, I think uh, every time I, we presented, me and my brother presented our ID today, people were, they were, uh, they were impressed to that, that see a main ID. It's, it's nice to, it's nice to feel desired. Uh, we, right now, to give you an update in Radio Land, we are looking for another bottle opener. If uh, Alex and Ben are listening to this, bring by a bottle opener. Bing. So I was on, uh, so you did, just did one show tonight, Chris?
4: Uh, yeah, it was uh, 9 p.m. Uh, it was uh, Oh My DUI. And, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, everyone just, uh, discussing run ins with the law and, uh, their, uh, uh, hedonistic uh, exploits and uh, yeah, it, it was a good time. Yeah, that's that's a lot of fun. Yeah, I was on the
3: uh, what was the name of the six o'clock show? Is the musical one with the musical White,
0: backing? Musical backing with breakfast
3: be breakfast. Two out of three of, of my end. shows on the festival are musical shows because I'm doing the karaoke show tomorrow night. But that's what you asked for. But I asked for that. <laughs> no, because I'm a very musical <laughs> comic, and it just happened. Like it's like I think it's subconsciously. I think, you know, all. Com- I, I just secretly really wish I was a musician. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Cool.
4: Uh, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, the ra- ratio of uh, comics that are failed musicians, I mean. Uh, and there's a good. surprising
3: amount of musicians that want to do stand-up.
4: Uh, sure. Like, I, if well, I talk I, to them, like. I think there's a kinship there, you know, yeah, wanting to express yourself. That, and uh, a lot of piss and vinegar in your veins, and you want to get it out in the right way. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah.
0: So, do you guys like the themed shows, or do you think it's, I, I just wonder, I only do it because I find it an easier way to, like, group people in different, like, because otherwise it's, yeah. otherwise it's, like, just me going, like, okay, I'm putting all these comics together, and.
3: Yeah, I think it's good. I think yeah. it shows, like, kind of a, more thought than just random lineups, and
4: yeah, no, and I think it gives pe- uh, challenges people to uh, you know uh, think in, in, through those channels. Uh, uh, Connor will tell you, you know, there's there's an open mic in Boston uh, called Thunder Bar, and uh, the host every uh, week has a different theme uh, uh-huh. with which uh, you bring a, a story or a premise to that, uh, and uh, I, I think that gives a lot of comics a lot of chances to uh, just explore different uh, avenues. And right so on, on stage. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. I just burped. I'm sorry. That's going
4: to be I on I burped on the microphone, too. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I feel really gross.
3: <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm doing a festival next month, and I'm it's a, a, a comedy show slash hot dog eating contest. Oh, my God. I did not God. know it was going to be a themed, a themed, that theme until I, I saw my how name on are, the list. So how I'm are gonna you
0: have, at eating hot dogs? Are you astute? Are you a good hot dog eater? I'm a
3: pretty good hot dog eater, but I got a kind of a, you know, I got a you know i got a pretty horrible gag reflex oh. so i have a bad feeling like if i if i eat the like speed eating like i could do like a volume eating like if it was like a just like a 3 hour show sure i you know i could probably put away a lot of hot dogs but like speed eating i think that's just a, ra- a, a recipe for uh, potentially for disaster, and it's you know it's in Pittsburgh, so there's going to be a lot of Midwestern comics, wow. a lot of comics, I think, that are going to be really adept at hot dog eating. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not sure how I'm going to fare in that contest. I'm just... Uh, you know, sometimes in comedy, you deal with the, the, the cards that you're given. But this is... I mean, this theme shows like this are, are fun because you give us a chance to choose which ones we do, and I think it's, it's stuff that really kind of challenges you as a performer. A hot dog eating contest, I'm not sure how... Well, you should- I hope I don't get kicked off this festival. Or- because you won't, you're like I'm, I'm fine with it. Look, I've done a, I've done a lot worse. Is
0: it me. just the dogs or are there buns involved?
3: It's totally uh, a different you can style. You could do like the Kobayashi right? method, where uh, he dips the the, the dips bread them in the water, water and mm-hmm. eats them separately. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure what the rules exactly are of this hot dog eating contest. I guess I'll find out about it in the weeks to come. But uh, my
0: favorite Kobayashi video is Kobayashi versus a bear. It's a black bear. Yes, and from
3: the Man back. versus Beast special on the Fox so, Network oh, back in the 2000s. Great, I love it. That was great. That was great. They also had a, a, a Marine versus a orangutan. orangutan on an obstacle course and man did not fare too well in that contest in man versus beast i think beast won most of the competition i think the marine beat the orangutan in the obstacle course we're talking about the early 2000s fox special man versus beast
0: kobayashi versus Uh, a bear
3: versus a bear a black
0: bear it's really easy to get in just come in you they'll figure it out they're smart kids um Yay! Well, we're all they—they they made it. Ben Quick is alive. I can't believe it. He's an actual person. He exists.
3: We've got it's
0: Willie Mays in the house. Willie
3: Mays. We've
0: got famous. Alex Papa. Hey guys, um, grab the microphones from the stage and then bring them closer over because those are the ones that are going to work.
3: The whole Boston contingent is Just here. P- uh, fresh, fresh from Oakland. Are they a paying? Oh right, they were. Uh, they did a okay. show in
0: Oakland. That's exciting. Uh, and we'll see see how far you can make them make them reach, and we'll uh, all talk together. It'll be fun times. Uh- Awesome. So everyone's having these guys. We have a bunch of returning people. You should know Ben Quick and Alex uh, Jumapapa were here. That's right. Here in past years. They were on the second annual. And they came back for the third.
3: This is the third one, Okay. This is the
0: third one, yeah. So I'm surprised. I was really surprised how many people wanted to return. I was like, (laughs) you
3: you really
0: want to come back to to my bullshit thing?
5: Well, so appreciate that. Fun. And we also, we enjoy bullshit things. Oh, yeah. good. Okay, cool. Yeah,
6: it's good. the only festival I can walk on stage and just talk about my last 36 hours and have everyone love it. <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: I like, I work with these guys all over Maine. They come up and do like weird bar shows in like rural Maine. So it's like, dumb bullshit here is uh, 10,000 times preferable to dumb bullshit in j Maine. Oh my God, yeah. Or I mean, like Westbrook or really? Bucksport or
5: Oh my God. I mean, we're always in Bumfuck, Maine. We're yeah. always in Bumfuck, Maine, man. How far track. is it
0: away? How far is it away, Maine? From Two
6: hours to Portland, which is where Connor is, and then for some of the real fun shows, it's three, four hours. And the thing is, that the saddest part about that is the shows in Bumfuck, Maine are way better and more fun to do than most of the shows in Boston. Like That's why we'll make those trips. Are, yeah, there, yeah, are they, do do they, you, they
0: get? Audience you guys get audience it's there's yeah, nothing because because there's to nothing do. else yeah. to do that's nothing that's else thing. to do it's the
5: thing to do in town that night So they really yeah everybody it. like
3: that's like the big event for the for the for, for the month is like oh the comedians are coming up from Boston like Yeah, wow.
5: it. <laughs> yeah
6: they don't know. You're not famous. They have yeah. no idea.
5: No, like you no, know. well, they just go. Here's a guy from a place. You've heard of and Yeah, like, no. amazing
6: <laughs>
5: and These people are yeah, it's like I, I did a, I uh, did
3: a show in Buckfield main <laughs> once, and some, some... sounds made up. <laughs> yeah, it's outside of some rural town. I think it's outside of Lewiston, and some guy w- some guy was like, I've been drinking since 2 o'clock getting, like, a, getting like pre-gaming for this comedy show, <laughs> and then they set out fireworks right after the show, in the parking lot Brilliant. right after the show. I did
6: a show where they were throwing glow sticks into trees during my set. Oh, man. And during the headliner that. set. That was actually in Bumfuck, Pennsylvania, but it's the same exact vibe. There was, like, war vets who were like, we used to do this in the military to mark our place for the people coming out. I don't know. They're like, he's like, Flame stick flares—you'd fling them into trees. That was going on during the headliner set. And these guys, were like, yeah, we do this all the time. And they are missing limbs from fireworks, like. It's,
3: <laughs> you did. Uh, you did some shows like in some like random coal like mining towns in like Pennsylvania. You coal
6: country USA. Another yeah, that's, uh, boss Cara. and
3: Justin P. Drew. I feel. like. Yeah, I
6: got it. my start in backwoods Pennsylvania, and that is uh, a lot of fun if you love backwards people. <sighs>
5: Yeah, can, they can be fun. they can be fun crowds sometimes. Yeah, but you know what? For for comedians and, and people that never leave Boston or you know whatever the respective city is, it's like hey man, Portland, that yeah that's, that's good to get a look outside the bubble. Yeah, you exactly. have to right. Have you to gotta be like a realize comedian. what comedian. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like you know, and and you discover things where like, dude, Portland, Maine is like my favorite place to do comedy, man. Portland, Boston, but yeah. Boston. Oh, here we go. I'm getting a seat. I was leaning over. I can barely bend at the waist. It wasn't a good idea. But yeah, man, I love uh, I love Portland, Maine so much. They let you be yourself, which Right, is right, always right. Nice. It's, it's
3: kind of similar to San Francisco in a way. Right.
5: Exactly. It really is. Uh, same deal here, where like people are like, "All right, let's let's hear what this guy has to say, regardless of who he is." Yeah. Whereas in Boston, it's like we're gonna hate you 98 percent of the time. Like yeah, this are like real I oh, love yeah,
0: Boston I've been to Boston a couple times to do comedy Mm -hmm. and I've always loved it and I've always found audiences to be really nice and I was surprised I was like this is what is this so were
4: you were you in Boston or were you in Cambridge exactly the neighborhood is extremely neighborhoods matter (laughs) in Boston I think I was
0: in I think I was in Cambridge there you go Cambridge is great I walked I remember walking so I um, every year my best friend's a dermatologist and every year her dermatology conference is in a different city so I'm the plus one so it was in Boston so we were in this really nice downtown you know Hotel and I did you know I Walked all the way to this one place And you have no happy hour what is wrong With no, you no we don't have no, a lot of not-
5: things a lot of old Weird laws in Boston like uh- where, Until uh, recently you couldn't get uh, liquor past noon on Sundays.
6: Uh, liquor liquor stores uh, close at eleven o'clock every night. You cannot buy alcohol after eleven o'clock anywhere unless you're at a
4: bar, which also closed close at, at, at pretty much one. And uh, you couldn't buy booze and mess until on Sundays until two thousand three. Uh-huh. Is
0: it is it because you guys are such drunken louts? So you're just so crazy. You just want. <laughs> they're to just, trying to like, I save I us from ourselves.
4: ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so
0: yeah. it is. It's because people are just. But see, in it's San Francisco, the, everyone's p- drunk, but they're vomiting on the, is it vomit?
7: Is the it's, problem? It's the
6: puritanical roots, yeah, the pur- right? The Puritans yeah. settled Massachusetts, and they were very like, you know, we are anti any substance, anti anything that isn't pure and God and all that shit. Yeah, and that kind of has set this history of Massachusetts being. Alcoholics. Both incredibly accepting socially, right. but also incredibly backwards when it comes to things like alcohol. Mm-hmm. It's but by it, the fact
4: that we're all alcoholics. It's that area, too, though. Connecticut, the uh, liquor store, closes at 9. I could do... Yeah, uh, what? yeah. yeah man. Yeah, yeah Connecticut they're trying to keep is, us down. Yeah, Connecticut is lame as shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 9
0: o'clock? Like yeah. People in San Francisco don't even go out till like, 11. Yeah. Like, why no. would you... <laughs> yeah, and
4: I think Rhode Island is, like, 10. Yeah, so... Uh. Yeah. Does it help? Yeah. No. No, everyone's yeah. drunk anyway. Yeah. So okay.
6: Everyone's very... We're there's rude. a
4: will. <laughs>
5: if you just let us do some things, we'd probably calm down a little bit.
4: But it actually, uh, yeah, it incites some outside the box thinking. I went to college in Connecticut, and we would make our liquor runs at noontime. And uh, when we were underage, we we used to put our booze in uh, laundry baskets and hoist them up with a rope, uh... you know, so we could get them up, uh, you know, uh, you know, to sneak them by security or whatever. So. Uh, it's like a, a MacGyver thing. I, I
0: heard the best life hack today on your show from Brian Bixby saying that the way he got out of the DUI was saying, I'm going to kill myself. And then they take you straight to the psych ward so you don't get the DUI. <laughs> I laughed so hard. I was like, that is a fucking life hack. I wish I would have known 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, that's some out of the box thinking.
6: Like, but it could be the I last got life hack right out. now. <laughs> yeah. I think I myself. would, pro- honestly, I would be likely to discover that by accident if yeah. uh, I remember <laughs> well
5: there we oh go. Oh my god. I mean that is a that is a pretty good life hack. How was the DUI show this year? That it was, was my fun. favorite one last year. I right?
0: I mean I I love I I have my own DUI yeah, stories which can. is why this we is have great. that show. I I mean it's it's the DUI is the reason I had moved to San Francisco ten years ago. Yeah. I lost my license and I couldn't I couldn't drive I couldn't drive in San Diego it was a driving town and I was mm-hmm. like I have to move I was gonna either move to New York or San Francisco and I didn't know Boston had such a good public transit system otherwise they would have been on my list
4: who yeah. told you it was oh, a good a public, public transit system. Yeah, that's a lot
0: I've been there and I've used that's it right. it's a little that's confusing but you've got yeah. you can get kind of everywhere
5: Well we have the red line and the red line isn't terrible. Uh, but everything else is terrible.
6: Red line exploded a week
4: ago and shrapnel hit passengers.
6: So I'm not sure where you're getting your information, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Out of all of our T
5: systems.
4: I grew up on the Green good. Line and it's so slow. I actually uh, I missed uh, the train one time and I ran outran it to the next stop. Holy
0: <laughs> fuck, that's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. I've chased, I chase buses all the time in San Francisco. Yeah. It's the only time I run anymore,
5: it's chasing buses. <laughs> I get
0: about I can do about five blocks and if I haven't caught it it's like I just I gotta I gotta mm-hmm. smoke <laughs> I gotta smoke a bowl. Hold on I'll get the next one, it'll be fun.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I don't know, it's good when you can get around a city easily. Boston isn't that hard to get around though. You know what I mean? It's a it's just tiny a
4: as well. Yeah, it's
5: just yeah. hard
6: to navigate. They were really drunk when they paved the roads apparently. I think they <laughs> I think they paved the roads and looked at what they did and went, All right, no more booze after eleven. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Aww. There's no streets in Boston where it's like 19th Ave, 20th Ave. You know, th- there's no organization. At
0: right, all it's like a circle, like, and then there's it's like. Not a roundabouts
4: and Well, there's South Boston, I mean, which is a, like Alphabet City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that's mean, true. so Southie is uh, organized in such a fashion, but. Uh,
5: yeah, yeah, there's three but, yeah. neighborhoods in but Boston that there's like that
4: were, 10 that, land that outweigh that. <laughs> that <laughs> are yeah. made on landf-
0: landfill? yeah. Oh.
4: Three different neighborhoods south.
6: one of them, Back Bay and Uh, Eastie. uh Basically, they put down the, the where the airport is. It was built with landfill. They filled in the bay and they filled in the area with artificial land after the city was made. So those, they were smart enough to make grids. But unless you're in one of those three areas, the city's just a fucking, like someone threw down spaghetti on a
4: plate and went, all right, that's
0: Yeah,
4: yeah it <laughs> I love how you're teaching us about Boston history and you're from Syracuse. New yeah, York I, yeah. I worked at Boston
6: Duck Tours which is like the tourist company there that everyone has to do when they're in Boston for like for oh, okay. two years and I'll never get back so <laughs> also, I have to at least take something from it Connor, <laughs> you, off to maps do you yeah.
0: go down you go down to Boston a lot too does it go both ways or oh, do you yeah. do they just yeah, come yeah, up yeah, to you do,
3: we get Boston comics almost every... Yeah, it's it's a pretty...
6: Yeah, we've had Connor down in uh, yeah, a couple you, of you Yeah, but
0: you travel a lot. You've been in a bunch... Of, you've got upcoming festivals and...
3: Yeah, I, I do Boston about twice a month at wow. least. And then yeah. I do other
5: places, you know, randomly. I'm uh, Burning Bridges in Pittsburgh next month. And cool. Portland's one of my Montreal, best. And yeah, man. Oh, you're doing a bunch of great shit. Well, you know? Montreal. Yeah. Cool.
6: The yeah. reason you travel to Portland, too, as a comic is uh, important because there's fewer comics. In Boston, there's so many comics. Every show you get on is, here's your five, here's your seven, here's your seven, here's your seven. In Portland, I'll get up there. You do 15, 20-minute spots because, A, they, they these guys know we just drove two and a half hours. They right. may right, right. make it worth their time. And, B, they're not going to get 15 comics on a lineup. No, and the, the people that stay in Boston and don't do comedy outside Boston. Those comics are really funny, but sometimes you'll be you end being surprised to realize that got, they got to do 15 minutes and the comic will be like I, I, I have my seven. Yeah, that's all that's they've worked old. on. And if you travel, you learn how to stretch. and That's kind of why we the drive right to yeah.
4: learn how to and and that involves growing pains. Like you know, yeah. like you know, the first so, yeah, like first time I ever got to do a half hour, I had to drive to uh, I can't even name the town in New Hampshire. But <laughs> it, it wasn't even like racist Southern New Hampshire. It was like bed and <laughs> breakfast mid New Hampshire. Uh, I mean, It's so
0: hard to do jokes for the people that are like, when you're at, (laughs) when they're so
4: and that's the thing though. I don't know too. if it's the money like, I don't know if it's like, yeah hoity toity I don't know yeah, if money
0: yeah. makes people too uptight to hear abortion jokes but boy did I <laughs> yeah. I mean it just it not only yeah. that you
4: grow up in a city you're conditioned to write jokes about living in that city so when you hit the road like you yeah, have yeah. to drop those jokes right. and but it's a good challenge and it's like alright now you need to think outside the box here a little and you're, you are you kind of lose a lot of your weapons but that's a good thing Like sure. you know, oh, totally man it'll challenge you, you well,
5: yeah or if, if your material's like if it's a real judge of is it strong enough to translate to people who won't directly relate to it you know it's like can I bring them into my world a little bit here um and there's certain things to drop and different stuff you have to explain but if it works everywhere then you you got a joke there
0: sure well, I don't like to give people, uh, at my Friday showcase, I never give people less than 10. Yeah, because uh, I figure, know. like, if you can't do 10, I shouldn't be booking you for a showcase. You know right. what I mean? So, like, like, you should easily be able yeah. to do 10 <laughs>
6: minutes. But And the flip side of that, 10 is about as long as you're going to see on any show in the city of Boston right huh. now, unless yeah. you are the uh, headliner. Yeah. I mean, most shows are going to be, here's seven comics all doing 10, and the guy who closes, the girl who closes, they get to do 15. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, Right, right, that's, right. right. Well, but
0: that's the other thing, is that audiences don't, I think that the sweet spot is like hour 25 minutes, no intermission. Yeah. Right. I agree. So that's the time of, so I do doing 50 minute shows here just cause it's easy on the hour. But once you start getting up to two hours oh, no. and you don't want to give them, I used to give them a break in the middle. I used to have a smoke break, but then I'd lose
1: people because no, yeah, nah. once
0: they're outside smoking a cigarette, then I'm like, okay, it's time to go back in. And they're like. Yeah, we're going to the fucking bar. And I'm like, oh, ah, yeah. So, it was a thing where I was like, ah, oh, do I make shorter shows? Do I, I... What I just figured is, book the funniest people, give them the most time. Always book less people than you think you need. Because yeah. well, I can always get people last minute, like any Yahoo, any, you know, yeah. fuckbag. bag oh, can well, do. Around. And,
8: and Pam, <laughs> Pam,
6: you may not know this, but when, when we came out here last year, Alex and I, we were like, one of the things that we took away from this experience was, these 50-minute shows are really cool. Yeah. And, and yeah. the idea that you keep it short, and we, we started doing shows together over the summer that we've now have a number of rooms in Boston and that's one of the philosophies we took is let's aim for 60 to 70 minutes before yeah, we book. Yeah. Knowing that, you're probably gonna bleed. Someone's gonna need a guest spot, someone's gonna light, the host yeah, exactly. is gonna extra time. Yeah. Sure. You're gonna end up at 75, 80, but we try to book like on paper when I drop that line up with how much time everyone's supposed to be doing. We're writing down a 60 minute show and that was something we really took away from Mutiny that's been successful.
1: Cool. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know,
0: it's what? It's, it's what the audience is. It's just audiences get bored yeah. and they like comedy I think that people actually do like comedy, and getting them to come see it once they do, but I think they're worried that, like, oh, what if there is a stinker? You know, like, if you've got... And then Well,
6: you know, and like, there have been bad comedy shows. Like I know people in Boston that book shows that should not exist because every week, <laughs> no, but every I won't talk, I won't name names, I won't name, name names, name the
3: names. They're not I, listening. Yeah, I'm names not naming
6: bad. the names, but but look, the, at you hide out, the, Get the fuck
5: out of here, <laughs> <laughs> move, move to the side, baby. Talking <laughs> about, I'm, I'm talking about Sunday, Beacon babe. Street and Red Bones
6: for the record. <laughs> Beacon and Chris Street is mad too for the record. Beacon Street and Red Bones, both those places shouldn't exist. Both those places are every week. Fifty people show up to watch comedy 10 stick to the end of the show and the other 40 will never come back to a live comedy performance
2: oh no they're totally I like
5: both of
6: them (sighs) them. well I think they have potential to be excellent, I think the quality of shows is so poor it hurts the brand of comedy. Physically right. inching
5: away from Ben. I
6: won't well, no, fight Bones. you.
3: <laughs> I hear the foods get it, Red Bones. <laughs> oh, oh, it's it amazing. I'll get on that line first.
4: But that's a parallel uh, to everything in life. Uh, the Ramones, you know, like you used to say, they only played like, you know, 90-second songs and only did 90-minute concerts. Because they're like, hey, people have lives to lead. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. you can't <laughs> keep them any longer than you have to. Yeah. And, and they said that in the 80s. and. Think about that in, like, you know, a social media era where, you know, it's hard not to look at your phone every two minutes. So, yeah, uh, keep a show as tight as as you can. Absolutely. Uh,
0: I was going to ask you guys about if you uh, uh, there's bad comics everywhere, but when the, the room gets rocked right before your set. Does that ever happened to anybody?
5: You mean oh, yeah. like they do really well? No, or no, the room you?
0: gets walked. Like, this was I did so I, got, I practiced my outfit. You weren't here tonight, I was in my underwear and I have this outfit or whatever that I was wearing. Oh, and I, I practiced sorry. it. He was there. So I was wearing it two weeks ago at there's a show on Saturday nights called The Sweet Spot and it's at the Crazy Horse, which is a strip club. And it's a twelve thirty p.m., 12.30 a.m. show, and I get there, and I've got my shoes and my Stephen Curry socks, and I'm ready to get all naked in front of the strippers, and I'm super excited. And they put up a guest set before me, Wow! and he walked the entire room. (laughs) Like, so then I get up to do my set and take my clothes off, and I had to take them off for everyone I knew, just comedians. There were no actual audience oh members. God. And I was like, do I really, I now I'm, now I have to, I was like, well I guess I gotta practice for the festival or whatever and see if this outfit works. But it was like super bummer, because I was like, dude. Yeah. And then he walked himself, it was like a 360 of walking. Yeah. Like he walked the whole room and then he left. And I was like, <laughs> you weren't even gonna watch me take he my clothes off, off. he, he and walked so and It was like, it was, like <laughs> it was this weird like full circle moment where I was just just like you're a
5: dick. Yeah. yeah, we have a thing. We have a spot, and it's called cleanup crew. So you got you got bullet, and you got your closer, and you got cleanup crew. And cleanup crew is a very important spot because it's the one that goes after the comic. Who you're like, ah, they're probably gonna tank this. Like we know who yeah. this guy is.
6: We know we, who he is. Yeah, you have a high you the risk smoke, yeah. too if
5: you just want to do that, man.
0: Here, I just couldn't find a prison. Oh no
5: worries. I'm eating an edible currently.
6: Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it Take goes both bomb. ways, right? Because if somebody bombs and they don't walk the room, I love that. I love following that because <laughs> I, I don't mind it. I don't mind it because I know that I'm going to be energetic and I can be engaging. And at the very least, by virtue of like bringing energy back, I might be able to bring them back. The flip side of that, I've seen it where uh, I've had the room walked on me at Beacon. That's the reason I'm talking shit about him. <laughs> I watched the three people before me walk the entire crowd. I went up to ten people left from the back of the room. And I just went right for my A stuff. I was not even gonna want to do it that night, but I was like, let me see what I can mel- out of these guys. Sure. I was with my guitar. I went right into the, 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 the song. The funny song? Yeah, That's funny song. was, song was so funny. And I, uh, they just sort of, like, listened to my concert. Wow. And I was staring at this, like, you guys know I'm good at this, right? Like, and, and, and not even that I'm, but, like objectively oh, that song works and it didn't there was like there was nothing I was gonna do to convince these people that anyone left on the show was gonna be funny right. because they had just decided this sucks and they were already they were in the back they were on their phones they were there pretty much because they were too polite to leave oh. and so you're going oh now this person walks the room but the first people left have also given up on the show they just haven't walked out yet
5: wow yeah, it's, it's a crazy thing because honestly the issues with those producers is the fact that they're putting other comedians in front of audience right so they have these like Fifteen guys that they just can't say no to.
3: Right, I, I, that's my biggest problem as a fucker. Like, oh, it's like, so I don't, tough. And especially Portland's such a small town, so yeah. it's like, it's like, oh man.
5: I'm gonna see them this week. Yeah. And it's always like, hey, I saw your message. I know it wasn't marked as red because I'm terrified to. Yeah. Open up messages and then have a reply ready immediately. Also, yeah. I just told you no three times. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. right. It's, uh, but it sucks because you really do have to be the bad guy for the sake of the show. Oh, I'm, absolutely. Yeah.
0: I, and people – and then you're, then it's like, well, it's my reputation, man. Like if you yeah. – and especially if you're the only booker in town and, or you got the show yeah, and then yeah. you do a stinker, people are going to be like – I mean, everyone knows when there's a stinker on stage. And yeah, then you're yeah. like, why did they – but if
3: they brought oh, half the, the comic audience, that, the, the comic themselves sometimes. <laughs> sure, that's oh, the funniest yeah. part. D-
4: Delusion some is a wild thing. Well, Mediocre
3: comics are. Is, is how deluded you are. Some comics are like, can I close Lincoln's? I'm like, you haven't had a good eight minutes since <laughs> <laughs> Lincoln's. Like,
4: I'm shut up. That was supposed to be between us. <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: I,
0: I wonder. Right. I wonder all the time if, if. Like I am fooling myself Or that Like You know like It's like Am I just a mediocre Shitty comic And right. and then I'm like But I think I'm still Second guessing myself Because I'm trying to grow And change my material And
5: you know right. The weird thing Also like, being mm, that you Kind of have to like Not second guess yourself In order to be in a place Where you're never Second guessing yourself You know
0: Right. But I don't want to be delusional. My problem is if I don't second guess myself, I don't want to be that delusional person that's like, I am so good at this. And then, and I'm like, it's not. But when someone says, that usually kills. And I'm like, don't tell the audience yeah. that. Don't point <laughs> the audience <laughs> for you not delivering it right now. It is not their fault. Yeah. But I've it's-
6: definitely seen the flip side of that. Sometimes I'm the opposite. I go out of my way to make sure that I'm not delusional. So I'm always trying to be like, okay, how did the set work and what parts did I fuck up? And I end up just focusing on the negatives to the point that Absolutely. I don't, I, I sell myself short, and I don't take opportunities, and I don't market myself, and I don't do the things that I should be doing, because I don't want to make the mistake of appearing delusional, and so it ends up being the opposite effect, where now I'm overly hard on myself, I'm overly critical, and and as a result, the people that get somewhere are the people that have the confidence just to go for it,
4: and And they don't look back. And some of the best comics, uh, from a Boston standpoint, I can't speak to every city in general, um, some of the best comics I know have no social media presence At all. It's crazy and it's a major issue. And, uh, yeah, (laughs) I mean, no, no, but I mean, uh Bolger won't care cuz he said yeah. it himself. I mean, well, Bulger will Bo- never listen to this. Yeah, yeah said, exactly. Bolger, yeah. we give away your
5: social security yeah. number on this podcast. Yeah. like, "Ah, well, you know, do you." Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean,
4: so uh uh for context, Dan Bolger who is arguably the best stand-up comic in Boston. Exactly. Um
6: it's it's absurd yeah. how
4: good this dude is. It, it it definitely is. Dan Bolger. Uh, yeah. uh, Doug Fitzgerald, and uh, yeah, D- uh, Doug's a close Sam guy. Mike. Yeah. Oh <laughs> man, Sam, yeah. Yeah. But uh Dan Bolger um, you know uh, a lot of people feel like social media is integral to, to your brand uh, Dan Boulder who and he's also been on you know he's two late nights he has you know a ton of credits everything as funny as anyone and never tweets never goes on Facebook and he was on a podcast one time and someone was like how come you never post anything and he goes I got into this business so I wouldn't have to type and I just yeah. thought that was the, like the, the most brilliant thing I ever heard but the flip yeah.
6: side of that is Dan Bulger is probably one of this guy that we're talking about Dan Bolger probably one of the funniest people I've ever seen perform comedy live if you want to talk about a comic in Boston that I will sit and stay for a headlining set of yeah. it's Dan Bolger even though I've heard most of his jokes yeah. and yeah. yet he's still in Boston and he's still doing what he's doing. And he's successful in Boston because everyone there knows he's amazing. Yep. But you wonder what his career could be if he was doing those things. Because he, the guy is probably one of the best comedians in the country if he was out there after it. But yep. he's really just sort of let everything come to him yep. by virtue of being so talented, he doesn't have to reach out for work. Sure.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: I mean... I don't, I couldn't live without Facebook. Everything. This entire station is run off Facebook, mm-hmm. and now it's like a dying algorithm or whatever. I don't tweet or twat. Instagram. I don't, I don't insta. I don't even know we have an Instagram. I just I have it. a dumb phone. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do my got phone. A Blackberry, <laughs> Jesus, my you phone. Deal no, drugs? it's not even. No, my phone doesn't even connect to the internet. All this does is <laughs> call and text. And people keep telling me like, um, you really need to. Yeah, here's the thing. I don't.
6: I don't get it. I don't wait, get you, technology. Wait, Tam Benjamin, you do not own a smartphone. No, of course not. Could be. Okay. okay.
5: <laughs> Honestly, man, I like that. That's, that's
6: incredible. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, that I,
5: I don't have a smartphone. As, <laughs> that's incredible. As Connor and Chris both have social media open <laughs> yeah. right now, I dude, I delete. No, it's all right. It's, it's all right. Okay. My bad. Oh, you got so, you. Mad. Oh, so mad. No oh, the little open.
0: beer, the little beer, the little I beer can. That joke is it. so funny. The beer, the your Coors Light, come to life so far. Oh, Bud Light? Is it a Bud Light or a Coors Light?
4: Uh, well, Light. I, I switch but it up. You switch oh, it up. Okay, okay yeah, it's both. Course. Okay, good. I did Coors Light. Like um, but you just did I that so you House. were
0: like a Bud Light yeah. grown to life. Well, like, I mean...
4: <laughs> it's, it's a it's, Yeah, thanks. No, but it's weird to like say in this climate like, you know, like, because... You know, doing comedy and, like, even coming up last night and, like, I was like, hey, I'm I'm a comic from Boston. Like, I could see a couple people like, okay, really? And and it's so funny. Like, in the most open-minded city in the world, and Boston is there, too. It's like, you know, you you can be trans. You can marry anyone. You know, I'm all for all human rights. I will never judge you, but... You have a military crew cut, and you yeah. look like a dick. <laughs> 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 you must be a shitbag.
5: Oh, like, yeah, yeah. like, well, I was just telling <laughs> uh, Ben and Willie this story earlier where, um, so we were going to our Airbnb, me and Chris, and uh, the passcode wasn't working, and it was it was raining. It was pouring rain. So we run across the street, and we hide out in this Korean church, right? And this dude, this dude comes out, and he looks at us, and he goes, Oh! You two must be here for the sobriety meeting. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. And we realized that me and Chris just look like we're there yeah. <laughs> because we're addicted yeah. to drugs. Yeah. And we were like, we were like, no, 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 we're just hiding out real quick, like, anything to do. And he goes, okay, well, we'll be in there when you yeah. need us. Like, he was, wow,
1: <laughs> wow, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
5: yeah. When you're ready when
0: you're ready for cessation you come yeah. to okay, us sure. like
4: what, we need sobriety and Jesus and yeah everyth- oh my god yeah. wouldn't kill us very uh, <laughs> yeah it was a humbling moment Yeah, absolutely without a doubt <laughs> well, but Chris that's also what makes your comedy
6: so interesting and funny is that you really play a lot off of that you're not what you look like kind of persona Oh, you, nice, and that's, it's kind of fun for you so you can you plays off that well yeah, yeah you Chris look like, like a fucking piece of you look shit. like you look like Henry Rollins you
0: look like Henry Rollins first son or something. Like the one that he doesn't, like the bastard son of Henry Rollins before like he had a real, like he was like, he's not, he's not my son.
5: Chris isn't showing it because he's a Henry Rollins type, but the fact that you just compare him to Henry Rollins, He's rocking a chub. Like, <laughs> <laughs> is Eyes pop. on your own page, my friend. <laughs>
4: yeah.
5: That is the dream comparison. For him. Really? Uh, yeah.
0: He's a yeah, excellent poet, the Poet that Henry Rollins. We
5: were oh, talking yeah. about Henry Rollins' workouts this morning. Oh, my God. Yeah, are you kidding? Real, yeah. Only squats and deadlifts. Did you know that? Wow. Yeah.
0: That is manly. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. I would <laughs> like to find out that he's gay in the future. That would be amazing. That's that would, rumor. like, blow my mind. Is there a yeah. rumor?
6: Seriously? A rumor I knows more a. Is a. Yeah. Is gay. Or asexual Yeah Yeah, I've heard that Sexuality is a spectrum Yes You shit (laughs) lords It's
5: fucking That was the best Last night We were doing a piano fight Oh uh, cool Whose show It was uh, uh, Is it Joseph or Joseph Aniline Oh Joseph Aniline Yeah Joseph okay And so um, We were doing the show And he asked uh, Is anyone in the audience gay And Willie kind of went like Woo and like he was like oh are you gay or are you just like messing around and Willie just goes well sexuality's a spectrum <laughs> 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 and I was like only in fucking SF man absolutely this is so funny. that's very such a I lo- also what I love about uh, uh, comedy here is that all the interactions between the comedians and the audience are like friendly yeah like just, it's so combative in Boston <gasps> you're just yeah. arguing with people really it's oh, really? nuts oh, what, yeah. did you how was oh, yeah. your
0: comedy Oakland show tonight
6: comedy oh, it was Oakland. amazing yeah it was Good. super fun
0: Was it uh, upstairs at the Thai place?
6: Spice yeah, Monkey, yeah, yes. yeah, 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 they yeah. sold it out. And, I mean, Alex and I each got five they had a ton of comics on. And it was like, but the, the five was, that was one of the best fives I've like had as far as how much fun I had doing it. Cool. Like, yeah, it was like, like a, this was really cool.
5: It's like a comedy club up there. It's like, it's a it's, uh, low ceiling, and they pack it all in. Kind of like in here, man. It's like, <laughs> if you get the acoustics right, stand-up is killer. <laughs> you know, stand-up, there's a lot of ways to fuck it up. There's a lot of ways. Aww. But if you have a loose environment and a good vibe, and it's a packed-in place with a bunch of people. You're great. You know, it's the 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 physicality of rooms is sort of an underrated aspect. I think. Ab- you no, know? oh,
4: absolutely, that cannot be underrated. I that's mean, uh, tight room, and that's what's made this room. This makes this room so effective is the intimacy. Mm-hmm. And there's no, you know, I mean, you couldn't have. The hottest lineup in the world. But if it's like some long, narrow room and you got 100 seats and you only sold 20. Huge
3: ceilings, yeah. Yeah,
4: I would take this, yeah. you know. Cool. I'll, I'll take an enthuse 10 people over uh, a semi-board 50 any day. Every, you know? every day. Yeah. Completely. Well, and
0: sometimes it's so difficult. I've done shows at, like, big theaters where it's like a 300-seat theater and there's 40 people there. Oh, yeah. But they don't all sit up in the front. They sit sort of yeah, sit everywhere. Right yeah. yeah. Like, you fucking idiots. There what you? you a-
5: there's a room, you guys ever do Twin River Casino? This was like... So, they had a, they had a room there for a while, and uh, the Booker's a super nice guy, and like, the Saturday nights are killer. They're fucking awesome. They pack it in every single time, it's 150 seats, and then the Fridays, for whatever reason, are like, really light were like they were like suspiciously light uh and so, it was as if like someone had sent out a threat and they were like if you show up to this comedy club on fridays <laughs> we will fucking kill you <laughs> so you host for the whole weekend of course so i would go and you have to do 20 clean up front and um clean yeah oh yeah. fuck i know right yeah now, I, know. <laughs> I do uh, i do a lot of clean gigs they pay you the have best, tw- you could shit. do 20 minutes of clean oh yeah I you could do
6: 20
0: that. minutes of you, clean
6: yeah you just have to take yeah. out the swear words but, well, I mean, could like you I have can, to be
0: conceptually clean? Because, n- like, all of my jokes are, like, Depends abortion. on which direction. The other thing is, like, you start
5: to realize that uh, <laughs> so much stuff is clean. So So many topics are clean. Yeah. And it's... There's a, there's a temptation from comics to Delve into something that's maybe edgy But if the priority is just to be like silly or funny and I have plenty of dirty shit too That I also, prefer to do frankly But you know if you're like hosting and you're opening a show yeah. It's great and so this this We'll jump back to this for sure But uh, So this place at Twitter River uh, I remember once I was hosting there years ago And again it's really turned around and stuff It's great now But uh There were eight of 150 seats filled, scattered everywhere. And they're like, all right, go do your 20. And I was like, I was talking to the dude. And I was like, hey, what's the minimum? And he goes, what do you mean? And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) And so I go up, and you know, you spend like a minute setting up a joke, and then you do the joke, and someone just goes, huh? And then you just have to keep going. It's like, (laughs) it's crazy. Eight people. Yeah, I remember a woman pulled out her phone and started Facebook Living (gasps) (laughs) my performance. And I was like, this is the wrong time. but it was just like, it was a crazy thing because we maintained a vibe and I remember like at first it was very weird and it feels like it's bad to the comic because you want that explosion of laughter. Mm -hmm. But sometimes if you just look at their faces and they're like smiling and nodding, they're having a pretty decent time. Yeah. yeah, they walked out of there going, "Hey, that was really fun. Thank you." And like maybe they were lying. I don't know. But yeah.
6: overall, the other thing I want to say too, Pam, the point about working clean. I think it's like you know how in like the '70s it wasn't okay to be openly racist. So we started this all dot. Well, it became like not okay anymore. Like we had the time where we could. And then all we in the family was so pretty all the racism. politicians started but doing the dog whistle racism stuff, where they said all this racist stuff by inferring what they meant without actually openly saying racist things. So they'd be like, you know, people who live in certain areas are lazier. And they're like, well, that area has to be a black area. <laughs> but like, no, it's the, the same Mexicans thing. Mexicans are lazy. Right. But books. I guess what I'm saying is it's the same thing with dirty, right? You can you can be dog whistle dirty and it becomes funnier. So like I have a, I had a joke where I did, uh, you know, I got tested for a sleep study and the joke was the guy told me you're going to be on camera. And I was like, ah, I get it. I won't masturbate. Eh. And uh, that's more or less the joke. But I did that joke in a church and, and I set that as supposed to be completely clean and the guy says uh, you know hey you don't even cameras I don't do anything and I said and I knew what he meant but since we're in a church I'll leave it at that <laughs> and everyone yeah, knew where I was going and I got a huge laugh you could, you can just by just letting people know hey we know what I'm doing here right but you don't right. say it you can get away with it still and it's still funny
0: there's a show in a church here uh, it doesn't have to be clean but it's down the street it's on Fridays before my show it's like 630 or whatever and there's a vegan meal before it whatever but every time I do that show I do all my Jesus jokes. All of them. Yeah. Just all I do is talk about God and how ridiculous the Bible is and, like, <laughs> feminism in the Bible. And I just – I'm like, I am in a church. I love doing this in a church. It just makes me so happy to make fun of Jesus.
5: Yeah. Well, it's also a cool vibe where, like, uh, it's like, ooh, this is a naughty thing we shouldn't be doing in a church, yeah. you know? Yeah. There's, like, one of my favorite rooms in New England is Stone Church. <laughs> Ow. Ooh, I love it. Yes. Oh, so yes. Josh Day runs it, man. And yeah. it, it's a renovated church that they turned into a rock club, basically. Cool. And they do a stand-up show there. And it's so cool because it's just, like, we're sinning so bad tonight, you know, uh, but it's it's super fun. And again, it speaks to that thing where if the, the comedy is really all about the vibe, you know, yeah. in order for it to be effective, like you can lay out the jokes. But if you're not in the right place and they're not in the right place, it won't hit. Right. Um, but if you if it's a I like being stowed away in a place where it's like this is a secret, just like Connor's room. Connors are in Portland. You oh, have to man. fucking walk through a wall. But isn't you it you're the wall comedy
0: co-op? What's your thing about? It? I saw that you run a group
7: yeah, of people. Yeah, so the Portland
3: Comedy Co-op. Is I mean, it, Lincoln's or, is obviously. It, yeah, cool. is it, Lincoln's is our main hub, and uh, it's a group of comedians uh, in Portland that runs shows throughout Southern Maine. And I'm currently the head of the Portland Comedy Co-op. I took it over last July, and we just produce shows, and we have a certain kind of brand and of comedy that kind of trying. To to um, defy some of the stereotypes of Maine comedy. Try, yeah. try to like bring smart comedy. not
0: Because everyone knows everything about Maine comedy. I've well, never it's, even it's, heard. It's I'm like, they're funny they, up yeah, there? There's, there's right, like,
3: picture there's,
5: someone there's, from Maine, and they're missing a ton of teeth. You know what I mean? Is I that know, that no, there, awesome. Yeah,
3: there's a lot of Boston bookers, uh, older Boston bookers, younger ones like Alex and... Ben and are pretty open-minded, but there's like older Boston bookers that are like, I don't want to book uh, maine comics because it's like redneck humor. they it's like yeah. huh. perceived as like kind of redneck humor because Maine's the uh, deep south of the far north. I, it, yeah. it really is I, farther yeah, the, get,
6: the, the farther north you get the farther south you go. That's the, the thing maine. this is. Yeah. Okay, I know
0: very little about Maine, but mm. these are my preconceptions. Um everyone eats lobster.
5: yes. the the, is, I mean, the beach
0: shores, the beach shores are rocky, and the bonfires in the springtime are amazing. Right? Rocky These beaches.
3: rocky. I don't know about bonfires in the springtime. That's
6: bonfires in the, the springtime. I can vouch for upstate New York having the bonfires. That's yeah. all I grew up doing. I've
5: had some bonfires in Maine.
0: And, and they're not like, they they but yeah, it's yeah, not. Yeah. It's not like a racist bonfire. It's not like there's crosses <laughs> on fire. It's like it's a bonfire. Honestly, if it's, in Maine, it's
5: probably a racist bonfire. Yeah, it could be racist a racist
0: bonfire. Yeah.
3: Depending on how far up the coast. I, I thought.
0: I just thought that everyone vacations in Maine, and they all live on. They all live in cute little houses on. Ponds. Over the like,
5: summer, yeah, but then the wintertime comes around, and New England's a very different hard, place. Yeah. yeah.
0: Is it part of New England? Is yeah. Maine yeah. part so, of New England? So New
5: England is Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, Rhode Island, Connecticut, and Massachusetts. That is really, a lot really, of people who really really like the Patriots. Like you know what, that's why I fuck
0: the Patriots, because they have so many states that get to be for their team. Yep. We've got, like, we that's, that's insane. Well,
5: one, you're welcome for Jimmy Garoppolo. But second.
4: <laughs> 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 but also, <laughs> that's going to be the best team you've had since Steve young retired <laughs>
5: <laughs> but regardless wow, it's, it's funny because a lot listening. of a lot of New Englanders like outside of Boston they're sick of the Patriots too a ton of Connecticut is Giants fans uh, oh that's great yeah and then and then once you get up to Maine and Vermont they don't give a shit at all you know, we were doing that's shows up true. during playoff games.
6: I had a room with 20 people during a playoff game. 20 people show up is a miracle, but that's a room that usually sells out. They definitely, they, they give a shit. Here, here's that a was in uh, Rumford, Rumford, Maine. It was, Mar- yeah, Mark Turcotte room. I
5: Mar- playoff game. I guess they knew we had that
0: one
6: in the bag. You just must be a draw, Alex. Yeah. I'm not... <laughs> so. Here's
0: the we're thing like about Tom him, Brady. Brady. I think that Tom Brady is really missing out an opportunity to make money. I don't understand why he doesn't have sperm banks all up and down the entire <laughs> East Coast. Like, why wouldn't you want... Like, he only has five kids. Fuck you, Tom Brady. You should have two... Hundred thousand children. He could save the world with his super sperm. Like, what is he doing? He's well, he totally does. doing the wrong thing. So he should be constantly jizzing. Yeah. Yeah, we'd, well, yeah, that would well, be a he has new one. one that he just Arian sends a check links.
4: to. Yeah. Days, so. yeah. That's, <laughs> I mean.
5: That's way too many kids to kiss up the lips, too. Yeah. You know what I, mean?
0: yeah. I, I just think that they should hook him up like a cow to like some kind of machine and just constantly pump his jizz and then <laughs> put Man, it They into don't need a the machine. <laughs> they have
5: every fan of the Patriots. Yeah, they're already. If you're not gay for Tom Brady, you're gay, dude. You know what I mean? That's like the whole. That's like the whole thing.
0: You're not gay for Tom Brady. You're a, you're a wicked fag. Is that
5: w- what it is? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Wicked. Yeah, but you no. Know, but here's the thing. Wicked is not an adjective. It's an adverb, and everyone misuses it. Huh. So you don't. People, you know. So it's not like uh, like they were gonna pitch a show in Boston that was called Wicked Summer, and that's what you would say. You wouldn't say that. You'd say it's a wicked hot summer. You know what I'm saying? So it's right. wicked hot, wicked Dak, wicked bad, wicked good. You know? Sure. Um, it's
6: hella. It's it's our hella. Yeah, it's, it's your hella. You wouldn't say it's a hella summer, but you'd say it's oh, a hella, hella hot says, summer. Says sure, Francisco. Francisco. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's we we exactly the same way you guys yeah, use have hella. We a San Francisco burrito place called Hella Good. Oh my God. Yeah. And We'd have Wicked Good in Boston for sure. Is
0: it? Yeah. But is it? Is it a good burrito? Is it a real burrito? It's have you place. had the burritos
5: here? I haven't yeah. had, I was, uh, not yet. I had a tortoise. But, yeah, so, you gotta so, go for so, the- I gotta go, you know, so, The Mexican food out here is fucking incredible compared to what we have. We yeah. Chipotle. Oh, Minnesota. God. Uh,
6: it's, uh, oh, all, all of the food here is better than what you have in Boston. Boston really doesn't have great No, except for food. pizza. Yeah, Ben. Pizza right. we do better than the- Step the better. fuck
5: out of here, because the I Italian food and the roast beef places in New England mm-hmm. are fucking incredible. Those are
6: actually yeah. okay. North End yeah, Italian, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. you
5: want to do there. However- But as a
6: whole- Most of the other genres of food are pretty mediocre. We
5: got good bagels.
6: No, okay. we don't. <laughs> fuck you. Now no, you no, step you, the fuck you, you out of here, right <laughs> here <to the> right <laughs> and I will take you to Long Island, yeah, New York. Go to the right <laughs> neighborhood. <Wake> <laughs> all right, go to Newton. All right, I've been to Newton. One place. Uh, uh, what's the right Newton Center? Rosenfeld. That place is that good. Is my that's it. Job. That's Rosenfeld. How do you yeah. think that's a bad that's bagel? It. It's that's the. Rosenfeld's. I said that's the only good bagel in Boston. It's like
4: bagel style. Ben's an anti-Semite. I think that's very pro-Semite.
6: Long Island's full of Jews who make great bagels.
0: I could put. I can make bagels with weed in them.
6: Oh, man. Oh, man. I feel
3: like you can make anything with weed. I can weed make anything yet. with weed. Yeah.
0: That's true. That's true. I do, oh, I do enjoy man. weed food.
3: Best bagel I had. Here's a semi-hot take. I think the best bagels are the Montreal bagels. <laughs> <laughs> semi-hot take. Because there are a lot of defenders. The Montreal bagels. No shit. I like the Montreal bagels because they're sweet.
6: It's different uh, than a New York bagel. They are, actually. Yeah, yeah, I like had them. I, like I know exactly what you're saying. It's its own it's style. very good. It's, diff- it's yeah. like hard to compare with like a New York yeah. bagel. It's also- a different thing, but it's like... Also, Pam, you call them toasted bagels if you make them with weed.
0: Oh right, yo! You I always like retail. to come up with cheeky little names for things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, for for pot foods, I make um, I make potka and pisky. Neither of that sounds any good, but it's. <laughs> I take,
5: got you pasta and.
0: But potka, potka, and pisky are whiskey and vodka with weed infused. So it's very easy.
5: That's good. Dan crowd has a joke where he lists all his favorite pot foods, and his favorite is pot pot pie. <laughs> I can make pot pot pie, but
0: do you um, you guys, you're legal in. Massachusetts now, sort right? Sort of. It's a sort weird of. situation. It's not like us now. We're recreational. You can just it really is know.
5: It is All right. It's, it's legally... Re- here's where we get to the weird dumb laws in Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> where all the people are liberal. We get it. We're educated. The weed isn't bad. Okay? We need it. Frankly, it's good for the economy, too. However, <laughs> uh... So they've legalized weed. However, it's up to the politicians to let uh, retail happen. So right now, get this, in Massachusetts, you can own 12 ounces in your home. I thought it was a fucking typo on the ballot, dude. It's (laughs) unbelievable. But you can have 12 ounces. However, it's not legal to have a store. You can't have a store where you buy it. There's medicinal ones that I go to. Sure. Um, but you can legally grow weed. You can give weed to people. However, you cannot sell weed. So if I were to hypothetically sell weed to someone, I would have to hand them a Ziploc bag with an eighth in it, and I'd say, I'm selling you the Ziploc bag for $40. There happens to be weed inside of it.
0: Well, couldn't you be, couldn't you be like... You should donate that also for marijuana. I, oh,
5: we thought of that.
6: Don't worry. So we, <laughs> Alex and I, run a show right now called High Performance, and it's a basement show. Yeah, there's And one uh, there was one tonight. Yeah. It went really well. I, we have a friend of ours at also runs shows. us that was there running it without us. Uh, the whole yes, premise the is the o- the on. audience smokes weed before the show, and the comics all get high as they try to perform, and they probably perform high. Which some comics we book can do that well. Some can't. And that's I why have it's no have problem with. So we dab, Oh, we've dabs? seen. There's yeah. been some bad sets. My first time on there. I was terrible for about 5 minutes till I real till I remember where I was and then I kind of pulled out of it. Uh, but yeah.
5: Liam McGurk is one of the best at it, but one time he took like a month off of weed oh and yeah, he like
3: he chose that night to come back.
5: But yeah, and he's well, he it was funny because he got the biggest laughs of the night. and we me and Ben were both in the green room. We're like, what did he say? I didn't even hear the joke. Turns out he false started multiple times. Never
6: like, said a word. Like, there like was no a joke. The mic
5: and his mouth wouldn't move properly. <laughs> oh, he and he was like, ah, oh, fuck, let me start over. And it was just killing.
6: <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyways, for that show, our whole model is we ask for a ten dollars donation in quotes. yeah, and then we give you weed. Sure. So if you wanna come we ask you donate it's the you know it's the same way you would do it if you don't have a liquor license or something like that, you'd say, Hey, if you'd like to give us money, that'd be great, by the way, there's already weed here.
0: Right, that's a that and I people mean,
5: pay. Sure, it's loopholes, baby. We have to operate within loopholes. But it's crazy because we shouldn't have to. No, you we know, shouldn't. We have voted to. for this and Right. Damn it, this is America. And
6: also, we also, smoke weed, we smoke produ- I've, having produced that show for a while now, uh, we have 50 people in a basement for it every month, and those 50 people are the easiest 50 people you ever have to control. Right. We've <laughs> never had anyone throw up. We've never had anyone be so fucked up they overdosed or passed out or needed help. We've never had somebody pissing on themselves or a fight break out. It's the Barely simplest heckless. crowd. Now, you you flip Pretty that nice. around. Mm-hmm. You flip that around to our outdoor show that we did last summer called Comedy Fire, where everyone was drinking, and we have people <laughs> pissing in the yard, and we had neighbors <laughs> threatening to call the cops.
0: There was, okay, we used to drink here, and we had a birthday party for somebody who was, he was a guy who was here, and we had comedy, it was great, but they couldn't, they were so drunk, and they were worried, they, they stopped using the bathroom, and they were going, they peed, the nice old lady next door, she died, but when she was alive,
3: Did she caught-
0: it might have it might have been part of her death. but so these these comics, they were peeing in her front yard. no, and so she comes to me the next day and she says, I got a problem. There are people peeing in my front yard. And I said, what did they look like? And we figured it out together. And I found them. And I made them go, knock on her door, and apologize. I was like, you apologize for peeing in her front yard. We have a bathroom here.
5: And why can't you
0: go in the street over here? Why in her yard? Like, what are you doing?
5: Okay. (laughs) Okay. Put, uh, uh, going to the bathroom in public places seems to be an, an issue in San Francisco. Absolutely. Is it, is it all the liberalism? Is that what it is? No. I,
0: it, okay.
5: Because look, it's if you to took a one. dump on the sidewalk in Boston, someone would just kick your ass immediately. You yeah, would be yeah, halfway yeah, through not. the dump. <laughs>
0: so it's actually on the books. It's legal to poop on the street it's not it's not legal to pee this is very interesting it's not legal to pee on the street but it is legal to poop on the street because if you got to go you gotta go. Okay. First like of so all, if I like if I was I'm normal person, I'm not normal, but I'm Pam Benjamin I'm walking down the street and I'm I like, got Oh I gotta take a shot. You yeah. you cannot get arrested for that because you're like, I didn't know what to do and I didn't want to do it in my pants. And so there's like a law on the books that pooping is
8: fine. First That's of all, amazing. having
5: having poop no pee is you're same impossible. because no one has ever pooped without peeing like a little bit. Also, like you've never, no one has ever done that. First of all, so it's a trap. It's a huge trap. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, I'm gonna take a dump on the sidewalk. I'm gonna. know that. My God, is there ever like group dumps where so you guys like hold hands in a cul-de-sac and you yeah, all I'm just fucking to go
4: skydiving?
7: This is my way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you live,
0: You live. Well, there's um. The worst thing I saw was a guy instead of pooping in the in the on the street or whatever, he he tried to go into a cup. And he was at the bus stop and he's trying to go in a cup, but he had diarrhea, so like he was trying to make this right for everybody, but it was getting just it was so wrong because it was all it like completely he completely missed the cup. I don't know how all that happened. It's like when you try to vomit into a beer bottle. Like that how that doesn't work yeah, like because that. of like science or something. Like the same thing happened with his butt in a cup. And I'm like I was like and I live on Geary and I'm just looking at it like I shouldn't be wa- I shouldn't be enjoying watching this, but I Yeah,
5: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, one guy, one cup, it's like, you. Yeah. I mean, everyone saw the cup in that video, it didn't stand a chance, like, you can't <laughs> fucking, you can't, you cannot expect to, it's the same thing when, like, I have to piss wicked bad and I'll have an empty bottle in the car, right? I don't trust that. I don't trust that I'm gonna keep it within that bottle at all. Uh,
6: just to practice. Support. I do now. I I, I do that. I, one of the jokes that I hate in my act is about how poop and water bottle. Whatever's a punchline, but big I. Well, it, it killed it. Killed a comedy Oakland because I hate that joke.
5: It's his big opener where Ben looks at me in a disappointed tone. It, it he disappoints goes, me. I'm gonna do the water bottle poop thing and like saunters over to the stage with his head down and then it's just crushing. Yeah, just Ben's dying inside thing. slowly. Yeah. It's like me when I do the fucking Sandy
6: bit. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's yeah. it's yeah. not a fun bit to. Tell, but I'm like, I know this will work, and well, I'm gonna use it. But, it
0: was so great tonight to hear you on the phone that you gave him the bit. People fucking love that. They're like, <laughs> she was like, I want friends to
5: listen to my, my jokes. Bits. and I know my bits. I yeah. knew I was gonna roll with my like, fucking Right.
6: Vocalist. I know that's usually one of your three closers. I was like, other than that, or I was the dunster. Yeah, and I know. Ben was quicker to say. Or I would have told you this if you'd done any of your trans stuff yet. Let's go with that. <laughs>
5: you have, you have I had just done it. Plenty right.
0: more shows. I feel like a jerk because I was trying not to repeat any material, but mm. I've repeated it. That's joke. what I'm trying I did not to did Melania. I didn't want to do Melania tonight, but I was already naked and I couldn't think, and I should have done all these other things. And I was like, "Well, there's lesbians. They seem to like feminism." So I was like, "Yeah," I, but I really didn't want to repeat jokes, and I feel like a jerk because I'm. I've repeated a couple jokes. And it's like, I have enough material. I don't have to repeat jokes.
6: That was my goal this year for Mutiny, Pam. I was like, I came back. I'm like, I got got three shows. The the festival's promising you three shows. I'm like, my goal is to bring 30 new minutes.
0: Yeah. Well, and I got to add do you. Do
6: I d- do time that I didn't do for you last year? And I'm going to definitely mix in some old stuff. Like, you're going to hear the baby song again if I can sing.
0: Yeah, it the day. baby on the
5: plane But aside song from that, I'm
6: like, what else can I bring you that you haven't heard? Like, Dude, it's kind of a fun challenge to have that check mark where you go, okay. what's do, What do I have that I didn't have this point last year?
5: That's why, like, hosting shows also gets you a lot better because you have to open it up. And it's, like, a lot of people from last time. And it's like, all right, what happened? Do you, one day, uh, Oh, yeah, man. Do, you, you, just, do you guys talk ever, like,
3: semi-comfortable hosting i to
6: you almost got to host years. today. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I almost got to host today. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, man. I got just, in here at 5.54 and then did my whole set about my trip.
5: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was great. Well, Ben, why don't you tell us about yeah, the trip? I was, yeah,
6: I oh, God. Yeah. I, I can't talk about it right now. We'll All right, that's table. fine. That's a, it'll, ben has
5: three flights cancel on him. Uh, and uh, he flipped out. Appropriately, anyway. so Oh yeah, he says he Rather.
0: lost lost his mind. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, buddy. You're, you're you're staying through Monday. We can add you to the My Alt Life because you missed a show, right? Or no? You, no, you're, I, I you're, made uh, it.
6: That was the you miracle. made it. I was supposed to have this 6 p.m. show be my first show. Right, right, right. I thought right, right. I was definitely gonna miss the six. Well,
4: sure. Other than your mind, you lost nothing. <laughs> I, I yeah. lost no, no, well, it's, no, it's I lost
6: my voice. And Chris, if you were here earlier today, I tried to do a song. You did.
0: You sang a song well.
6: I did not sing well. I yeah. played a song you played well. <laughs> But I, <laughs> I, 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 I just was. Thought
3: you were a raspy guy. Yeah, yeah. just raspy guy. He, sounded like, he sounded like Tom Waits. Yeah, even, at, <laughs> even
6: at Comedy <laughs> Oakland tonight, I have a k- pretty good set, and as I'm going off stage, I go. Uh, i my name's Pink And I just, I squeaked, and then I went, and I apologized for my voice, and I left because I felt terrible. But like, I, I literally like pewed What's the puberty word? Pup- Pubescent? Pubescently, like, cracked. Hmm. Just pubescently, like, Peter my Brady. voice just cracked. Puberty, yeah.
0: <laughs> time oh, to yeah. change!
6: rearrange! Was, and my first thought was, like, thank God that didn't happen until now. Because I had, you know, already done my time. And I was like, that was the real man. Because, you know, I ran around my neighborhood screaming the F word for a while Oh,
0: there. I would have lost my... <laughs> well, the you same thing the happened...
6: Uh, yeah, and then also for someone to come kill me, but you know, we've all we've all been there, am I right, guys?
0: C- both both Karina and uh, Tommy Maguire. Now Karina was coming from L.A., so I don't know why her plane was delayed eight hours, so she missed her show. And then the same thing happened to Tommy Maguire. He was coming from New York, and he it, oh, yeah. it didn't it the didn't work. Out there. So, but I do th- I have extra spaces because people dumped out at the last minute and it's so funny because they send me these messages like oh I'm so sad and I'm like thinking in my head like (laughs) okay good that gives me three open spaces for other things because things are going to happen and that's kind like I'm ha I want to make sure and I felt so funny about like you know I wanted to make sure that everyone got like a quote unquote good time like I don't want to put everyone at like the six o'clock or the five o'clock show it's like oh you get three early shows no I tried to like mix it around so it's like eight o'clock show nine o'clock so it wasn't
6: shows they asked for too because we all I was like,
0: I have, yeah. That was another interesting thing with, um, I don't know why I give people choices. No, I, I gave you five and then I hoped there were some people that I, I felt like such a, a jerk because uh, a lot of people are on, I have two POC shows, people of color, and some of the people of color are on both shows. And I'm like, oh, I
5: didn't put enough POCs. <laughs> in Boston, it's always a crazy thing because when we book shows, we always try to put like at least one person of color. We usually book like five or six spots maybe and then it's like all right so we'll get a person color but like we live in boston so
6: like holy shit,
0: right
5: it's scarce you man. could find a
0: green person it's, before you could yeah. find a <laughs> black person well, oh, also, we, we, we lepergon, live
6: in dude. boston where along that streak of old fashionedness is the streak of people that are very in tune and progressive who are like policing that kind of stuff uh, if you're yeah. if you're a showrunner and you're putting out like white male lineups night in night out in boston there are definitely people that are going to call you out on that and so yeah, and so, and you you, you do want people that people
5: yeah i feel like i feel like it's just a i feel like it's just boring to
6: do. it's also boring yeah, it's to produce boring to all it's, it's, it's boring to yeah. produce on yeah, a lot of levels too I, the, nothing me more
5: than
4: seeing well, a bunch of other hard. white guys it's like great of, yeah no uh, as a white guy, nothing annoys me more than a bunch of other white guys. Because look, as a white guy, I hate my—I don't know if I hate myself because I'm like a white guy, but I hate myself, and I don't want to hear any other. I think other
6: it's because guys. you're Jewish. I think that's why you hate yourself.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know,
5: as an Italian, it's yeah. tough to be a minority in comedy. We call you, you Wops. Know? W- yeah, 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 yeah,
4: yeah. Well, the, you're it, called Wops Alex. I t- I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I, I tell you, it was I, I got, Wops. Call me a Goomba, man. That's the a good one. I learned in but is it a Goomba?
4: It's all about brevity. But One <laughs> syllable. Goomba,
0: Goomba's a good word. It has something to do with the Italian plumbers, doesn't it? Isn't a Goomba from the...
5: Well, no, that's the thing. Goomba. Goombas are the things that Mario jumps on Oh, anything. You guys know how to flush not toilets? Uh. <laughs> Just fucking barely. <laughs> anyway, the Italian in Boston is fucking out of this world. Alex ah,
3: uh, G and Pop on his Dago comedy shows. <laughs>
6: Remember I was-, someone hey, was yeah, we're renaming Comedy Party, that's it. On,
5: and I replied to it, and I was like, I was like, dude, sometimes you get paid very well, very rarely, but, and then sometimes you get paid with spaghetti dinner. And like, yeah. Connor jumped on, and he was immediately like, where are these spaghetti dinners? yeah, I, was <laughs> like, I, was like, like, yeah. I keep talking about. Um,
3: I, did a sh- I did a show at the Italian Heritage Center, ironically, incidentally. <laughs> I, um, what did they
5: just show The Sopranos? It was like, a benefit. No, it was,
3: it's like a big like banquet hall in, in Portland, and it's like mm. uh, there were like four hundred people there, all ages. All uh, itals? It was uh, not. All, uh, there were a lot of itals, but it wasn't all itals. How shiny was the hair? Like uh, was good <laughs> shiny hairs. Yeah,
5: definitely. It was a good slick back uh,
3: shit. There was a, there was a pasta dinner. It was a, bene- a benefit for uh, paraplegic, and which is not f- funny, but. There was like four hundred people there, all at, like literally four to ninety, yeah. And me and uh, two other comics, Will and Will Green and Aaron Will, is the f- two guys that uh, Love inherited bits. the Portland Comedy Co-op from. Yep. Uh, we're doing that show. We're supposed to do like forty-five minutes of comedy in the middle. of There was like a DJ. We were between a D, like a guy playing Wonderwall on acoustic guitar oh. and a silent auction.
5: Perfect. And for perfect.
9: Like all ages. welcome to Racers Alley again on a Thursday night here at Meet Radio in the middle of heart of the Mission. Haven't been here in two weeks, so uh, welcome back everybody. And uh, uh, not a lot nicer here tonight. Last week we had like seven days of just miserable storms, which is great for our water table, but uh, boy, oh boy. It was kind of crazy here. I mean, when us San Francisco's bitch about weather, I hear a lot of other folks out there having a lot harder time in sub-freezing temperatures. However, here we are. So anyway, so we're going to get set up tonight, and uh, we're actually going to have, uh, well, a uh, guest DJ, Milk Crate Brian, who's been a guest on our show more than once, and he's going to be spinning some albums, as well as uh, Wade's going to be in here shortly and uh, talk about future racing. I believe uh, Sacramento Mile's coming up uh, very soon, and uh, we'll talk about that uh, dirt track stuff. Anyhow, uh, I'll be back shortly, Uh, listen to a little bit of a cheap trick, and uh, get back to you soon. Welcome to Racers Alley here at Mutiny Radio. You are... So, anyways, uh, we got Milk Crate Brian here tonight to DJing and uh, got some tunes going on soon and uh, we're kind of figuring out the new system here, which is going to be a lot of fun. And, uh, Brian, you, you, uh, let's see here. Why don't you uh, fire it up here in a sec? Why don't you say hi? Hey,
2: everybody. We're going to start out with a little Judas Priest heading out on the highway.
9: Yeah, yeah, yeah. back to racers alley here at meet any radio and the heart of the mission and uh, uh welcome uh dj milk Creek brian hey, ah, thank, thank you, you very much tunes. for the opportunity
2: it's always great to spend some good tunes
9: it is awesome and you know it's the first time actually we've been able to actually uh have our own music. Usually I just put on a CD and then from there we just uh, do what we do. So it's a uh, pretty cool. Thanks for, I was, thanks for coming on. I thought on it was in.
2: about time. We had to step up your music game. You know, you can't just play whatever's <laughs> yeah. in the CD player.
9: Well, whatever we keep finding. Yarr. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Wade, welcome. How you doing mate? How are you? Good. Hang right on. Tell us what's going on. Um, I'm not going to
8: Daytona. <laughs> we, sp- we spent our, our corridor going to Phillip Island. But we'll be checking it out. That Daytona's next. The sun is, is kind of staying out. Everybody's getting ready to go race in some form or another. Um... So, I think Willow Springs is actually next for us, middle of next month or something like that. But
9: Would that be armor racing, Willow Springs? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, uh, racing is starting. Uh, talking about that. I mean, uh, AFM is going to be here, uh, I believe, uh, March, uh, mid-March, uh, 13, 14, 15 area. Uh, I'll get the exact dates, but you know what I'm talking about. And uh, they'll be at Buttonwillow for the first two races. So, a uh, lot of uh, track, uh, track days coming up as well. You know, uh, Wade and I were just talking the other day about, I think, Fun track days, Fun one track of our days. boys. Those are really good guys. Yeah, our buddy Steve, and uh, he he came by the shop Tokyo Moto the other day, and uh, he's an instructor out there and uh, was mentioning how many days they're getting out there. And I believe you you know the, the gentleman who runs it, right? Yeah. I'll think of his name in a minute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, anyhow... Uh, they're doing a bunch of track days right now, and, I mean, uh, really good deals. I mean, you can do three days at Thunder Hill coming up really soon, I mean, like 300 bucks or something. And uh, I would like to have one of the boys here, actually, and talk about that and uh, start promoting that, because it's a great way to actually learn uh, anything. I mean, as far as the street rider, we get a lot of people on R3s now in the 250s and the 400s. That's a big class now. You get a lot more bikes coming in that are um, um, yeah. entry-level, but they, it's so affordable races.
8: There's even a company that's renting them. You show up, you you rent their bike, exactly. You play all day, you hand it back. Again, we'll get back to you with that name. Yeah.
9: But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, we're, we're not actually in business. We're just playing here, you know racers alley so yeah and, and the thing is i mean there are a lot of opportunities now like you're saying i mean back in the old days you'd have to buy anything now you can actually go there and uh turnkey uh, yeah. uh, ninja and 400
8: really, in the yeah. old days there was no practice other than yeah, on race day <laughs> there was no track day Still is so right.
2: is that right you, yeah you, I, i'm too young to, to remember you, that i've you, always known about open track days yeah. and you
8: could go dirt ride, but ground. you couldn't find any pavement other than the street, so it's really nice to have a, a track that you can go play
9: on, and every inch of it is like yours. Right. Yeah, I mean, I learned on Mines Road, I and mean, you learned on Highway One, and I mean, you know, back where you know you start is where you learn. You know, nowadays uh, you, you, you're lucky enough to have the machinery that is turnkey, as well as a lot of opportunities to be out there in various tracks. I mean, uh, uh, nowadays, I mean, it's, it's it's easy to go out there and learn. Where in the old days, I mean. Um, you learn sometimes with hard knocks, you know, I mean, you're out there on the back road yep. and you, you get, you get off wrong and go fast, there ain't no runoff. Yeah. You know? <laughs> a tra- a track
8: day, they have an ambulance. It's a, it's a pl- adult sandbox. Yeah.
9: You a, can a, get hurt, but there's somebody there looking out for you. Exactly. And, uh, also a bunch of runoff and all that wonderful stuff and, uh, very privatized, uh, instruction nowadays. Uh, there's some folks out there just recently, uh, one of our boys, uh, uh, Zeki who comes by our shop all the time on uh, wonderful bikes. Uh, I believe he's going to Sears Point this weekend. And the instructor there is solely uh, working on lean angles, wow. Uh, body positioning. So now uh, he, there's different courses out there they'll do you know where just the clinic will be about one aspect of, 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 of doing the I guess the art of racing or, or riding so to speak. So it's it's interesting. I've you seen know. some
2: weird ones too. A couple of my coworkers were talking about going to wheelie school. Yep. Apparently wheelie yep. school is now a thing. They put yep. you on an yep. overpowered yeah. bike with a wheelie bar on the back of it so you can't loop yourself.
9: It is pretty neat. actually. I give mean, you a four hour course on wheelies. Yeah. Yeah, I've, yeah i wanted to try that because i'm not a wheelie master yeah. you know and uh yeah they have a big old girder type of really interesting frame and basically we're gonna go right and then it lets you but if you go you know if you go over it just knocks you back and then you're you're all good yeah. and that's kind of neat to not yeah. be able to have the uh, hurting ass yeah. or
8: banging I, I, head thing i saw the one where it's like tied down and it it looks like that. I've only seen pictures of it and stuff. But, yeah, I'm totally old school. You had go learn, go find a hill or something and learn the yeah, hard way. That's how <laughs> I learned was uphill.
9: Exactly, hard
8: knocks. It's all in the <laughs> throttle. You don't get excited. And if you can do 25 miles an hour, you go big. And you do your 25 miles an hour. It's all about keeping the throttle smooth. Yep. The, rear, the rear brake is a band aid. Every it's the next level. It all starts in the throttle. Interesting. So and
2: sitting back was what did it for me. I realized that I had to get my ass back. On the back of that dirt bike seat to get the front up because with all the gas on the KLR, you've got 50 pounds of weight. Oh, the front. KLR 650. So if your yeah. if yeah. your body's there yeah. too,
8: and yeah, and it's not going you, up. You put your weight into the seat and lean back and gas it grab second gear and it'll come <laughs> right up. And just right. give it a
9: little little tug on the bars. And maybe? then
8: so there's like the beginner zone, the really you got to get on the gas, get on the gas, and then it goes into the mellow zone where you got to let off the gas and you just coast. And then after that, the danger zone. You kind of get too high but there's a zone <laughs> right in there the zone it's the klr is like a rocking chair this it's, is
9: racers alley wheelie we class right we set it back in the <laughs> rocking chair and you click third gear and you can go forever that's that's great i mean uh you know the klr i believe you had the klx out there a while back and uh you what, know, what do you what, do with the 80 mile an hour wheelie bump right you just well, lift it up and you won the mile on one of those and apparently you're yeah. running the wheelie across all well not apparently it's a fact running wheelie all across the straights all know, the way down the back straightaway
8: I went in deeper into turn three than most anybody else would ever do I like to leave the highest mark.
9: Yeah, it was a it was a great great scene. Everyone was having a lot of fun that day. And yeah, I mean uh, you know you're a wheelie master, and uh, we're we you know we do have a talented pool here in the Bay Area when it comes to you know certain things. And uh, yeah, Corey Call I believe was one of those guys, and uh, or still is I believe right now. He's I think he's running out there AFM. really yeah, well, <laughs> kicking. I get ass. in trouble anytime my front wheel comes up at the AFM. Oh, I know. <laughs> Nowadays, yeah, you got to be. Uh, uh, under rules and uh, uh as far as the regular ride i mean you have your wheelie bumps and everything in between right yeah you i know? can show
8: you where all the wheelie bumps are yeah, exactly
9: i'm which I, I don't know and i've never been really talented at that and going back to the yeah. school you know i could see doing that but really i'd just rather to do it just go get a dirt bike go to carnegie and fall on the dirt yeah you know? a lot that, <laughs> dirt.
8: That, that's really the best way place, and way to learn really is in the dirt and everything so similar kind of thing they all came out with doing the the honda 100 or 150 race it around a little short track whatever kind of same thing it'll also wheelie some bikes really don't want a wheelie and you're totally struggling but if you get a right bike put it on a hill nice straightaway or something you can learn how to do it so i, I basically i couldn't really my first bike was a suzuki 90 i i could get the front wheel up but it couldn't go anywhere and then I got a Suzuki one eighty five and
9: I learned how to go through all the gears. A two stroker, right? Yeah. Was a 90, the ninety was the bike previously the one before that a four stroker? No, they were both two stroke. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm
8: I'm originally a two stroke kid.
9: Uh, but but they don't—they don't, hard, they don't make to. them anymore.
8: What's a two-stroke? <laughs>
9: Hopefully, they're working on it. I think K Tam's got a dirt bike out there somewhere. And yeah,
8: they're putting injectors on. They'll come back. It's just yeah. another circle. We want to sell you all this
9: cool new stuff, dude. A 500 two-stroke fuel injection—they tried that before. Oh, it a couple be a of thousand people. by now. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. You know, 500 two-stroke is no longer viable. It really does. Compared to that, I mean, the, those were the you benchmark gotta, in the day, and now. Oh, a new R1, a Ducati Corsa, all those BMWs, all them things that do 200 miles an hour. So I guess, I guess a 500 two-stroke does need to be pumped up now, huh? Yep, yep. <laughs> you better have more. I never thought about that. Holy bully! are off sleeping in the corner. <laughs>
8: so yeah, so like we're at Phillip Island, you think and dream that oh the TZ 750, oh it's the ultimate. ultimate there's nothing faster. Uh, my buddy got 22nd. The Suzuki's. There's a whole bunch of stuff that's
9: going faster than a TZ 750. Yeah, because the technology back then was the 70s, I guess. And then now, I mean, with all this new, uh, you know, uh, Terminator type technology, it's uh, the bikes just. Well, yeah. I mean, they're putting out 200 horsepower. Yeah, so so stock that's in theory an 80,
8: 82, 83 model. So we're about to build two right now. We're just trying to decide whether to go Suzuki or Kawasaki. Kawasaki is hard to get parts for, so we're probably going to go with the Suzuki. As far uh, as a
9: motor for a rig,
8: yeah, Katana uh, one thousand. Suppose if you put the one thousand together with the eleven 1, hundred crank, you get the, the super motor, and you go from
9: there. And you, longevity and torque and everything.
8: Yeah, nice. And then if the frame's not good enough, he's threatening. Well, we'll check out the frame. There's one frame, stock frame out there. Everybody else has a Harris responding or something. Yeah,
9: oh, no, so, no, no, which is, uh, We should get a gofundme for that. How much are those frames? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Way too much. Oh, I, they wouldn't tell me. <laughs> exactly. If you have to ask, then uh, please go uh, text Craigslist. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Right on. So, uh, yeah, as far as schools go, we got a bunch of schools going on and uh, try uh, checking them out. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, one of my friends was talking and uh, they did it even in the rain. They didn't want to go out there. The gentleman who I was mentioning about the fun track days and uh, he comes into our shop, Tokimoto really cool guy. And I didn't know he was actually a, he's a, he's a, I guess you could say an instructor. And, uh, I, apparently, I know a lot of instructors that come into the shop. It's it's quite interesting. And, uh, you know, what better way to get track time as well as being an instructor? And, you know, he mentioned it I was like it was a, a, a really shitty weekend where it was porn, it's Thunder Hill, and it was just like, oh, yeah, wet sheets, and it's cold. And goes, oh, man, you know, we just wanted to pack it up and go home. And it's like, then four guys from LA came in and it's just like, we drove all the way here. When we going out? You know, guess what? Uh, <laughs> you we're going to get wet. Yeah, you got to go to work. You know, but, uh, you know, if you have an opportunity, I mean, if you really want to learn, uh, if you go out in, in the rain and, and on a racetrack, especially, it's nice because you, your conditions are really controlled. You want to learn. Uh, it's great to be able to have a, 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 a I guess, an organization that's willing to, to actually go out on a track day in the rain because your you're, you're, uh, learning is going to get exponentially yeah. greater. I mean, it's it's you're going to be so much better in the dry after you do that track yeah, day. Yeah, that's actually
8: I mean. so rare. It's good yeah. that they politely forced them into doing that. Yeah. <laughs> it really teaches you how to be smooth. And when would you get a chance like that? No obstacles, no cars, no idiots. Yeah, exactly. Just... Yeah.
9: yeah it's it nothing to run into like a wall or off into the marsh. You yeah. know, it was like, it's
8: and you still got your, your turn workers or your ambulance sitting there
9: just in case. Well, he did mention, I mean, they were picking, picking up bikes, but you have to expect that. I mean, the only way you learn how to ride to the rain, uh, on a racetrack is when you fall. Mm-hmm. And then you know what the, 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 the temperaments are, you know, um, it, it's, you know, it's it's all about exploring limits, you know, and uh, it's it's incredible to be able to do that. And, <laughs> and,
8: and or feeling your way to the limits so that you don't
9: quite go over them enough exactly. to put you on the ground. Yeah. I was just going to go, oh, until you crash, and Wade's looking at me. And he's like, ah oh, we're not supposed to crash, Alex. Not supposed to crash. Yeah, exactly. That's the number a different one sport. rule.
8: <laughs> different sport. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're, we're a
9: precision <laughs> sport.
8: not dirt biking like flying a missile or whatever yeah you gotta get to the finish line and climb off your bike and go
9: yeah that was great yeah our friend Riyama actually went out one day on the Thunder Hill track day and a bunch of boys are out there and they're all sitting there and it's porn and she went out there and I forget exactly what she was riding at the time more of a TL 1000 or 650 UDL or whatever and uh, something like that and uh, she went out there and she's just doing lap after lap in the pouring fucking rain and it was just like I was proud of her it's like Yep. Yeah, they're all over there having lunch and shit, you know, worrying about the rain. I'm just doing laps. And, yeah, you know, she, that makes you so much better. She
8: rides yeah. with us on Sunday. She she was born a minute ago, got her first motorcycle, knew nothing, yeah. showed up on her doorstep. I remember. Yeah. And she goes everywhere. She She's a everything. badass now. Yeah.
9: Yeah, she really is. a High respects to her. You know, it's, a, it's really yeah. neat. You know, if you have, if you have the gumption and uh, really, really, you know, want to do it, I mean, within a few years, you can go a long way. Yeah, excuse me, allergies. Uh-oh, look, yeah. Holy moly, we've been having allergies this week lately, and uh, here in the area, oh, it's it's springtime. Like, springtime, yeah. We've just been having some good bunch, rains, so yeah. So, wait, how okay. been the roads up there uh, doing? SMR? I mean, has the uh, rain uh, brought any uh, springs or any uh, kind of uh, potholes and weird shit?
8: Well, there's one new pothole that shouldn't be there. We got new pavement, so in most places, it's actually pretty good and it's actually fairly clean considering. Um, it's usually Red much sort of dirtier green. on a, on a storm, but this one kind of cleaned everything out. There's definitely a new pothole, but the city's got potholes everywhere.
9: Yeah, yeah, our city is. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna have to call this Rim Bender City. And then, and then they yeah. put
8: funky little patches on them, little band aids. They're not good enough. So you put your patch on, and then t- <laughs> you walk away, and it sinks another inch or two. <laughs>
9: But you did pay a bunch of San Francisco municipal workers their day's wage. So they gotta come back the next. They gotta watch except, that movie yeah, then Cars. Yeah, they it up and
8: fill it again. Exactly. They gotta watch that movie Cars. Remember when dude had to go do it over again, <laughs> do it yeah. right the first time, and do a little extra because because you're getting paid to do it. You got the slop, slop it on the pavement. You know, fix a little more than just your one little dot. Yeah. You know, it, everything's messed up. So, you uh, know, workmanship. <laughs> you know, it's not like you're buying that little couple little cups
9: of gravel or. whatever whatever. whatever you're throwing down. No, and uh, actually this city is perpetually a a pothole city. There's nothing we can do about it, RAR, you know, I mean, yeah. Nothing we can do about (laughs) it. Talk to the Romans, will you? (laughs) Exactly, you know. Uh, Yeah, or Europeans. Talk to (laughs) Germany or, you know, any of those places. But anyway, uh, I want to say, you know, uh, Mutiny Radio here is uh, sponsoring us here, and uh, our show is here, and uh, we love them. And uh, fantastic is really having a big deal coming up. Uh, It's the... uh, uh, fourth annual Meet Radio Comedy Festival if I have my glasses on correctly. Anyways, we're going to have 50 comics and uh, 26 uh, shows in five days. It's going to be a great time. Please come and visit. we are going to be here for between March 1st and March 5th. Uh, we're actually located uh, you know, on 21st Street of Florida here in the Mission. And it's a great, great place, actually. A lot of room for a lot of folks. It's really a warming. Uh, you know, it's like a great area. Get some tacos across the street, you know, that type of thing. And uh, you can check us out at www.muniradio.sf fm like Frank uh, Mason. Anyhow, yeah, check us out and uh, try and get some tickets for the shows. They are going to be sold out. There's some great, great times, you know, and, uh, you know, it's a big deal because, you know, the, this month is the month that really helps us to pay for the year. You know, a lot of us here, we have, you know, there's there's many, many folks here, uh, many, many shows, and, you know, our, our little organization can use all the help we can always get. And, uh, uh, this is this is the festival that really helps us for the year so come check us out between march 1st and 5th meet the radio comedy festival with Tastic man it'll be awesome you know it really will so uh, anyhow that being said we're going to take a little break here and uh, get a little cheap trick and uh, we'll have milk crate Brian put on his next albums cheers I was just mentioning to Mulcair Brian, you know, um Holy moly! It's so great to have music here, you know, uh, personal music, and uh, it's nice to have you here, Brian. I mean, it's awesome. Thanks you a know, lot. It's like it's, it's wonderful. It's a new new uh, uh, addition to the show, and uh, yeah, we get more more and more uh, personal type of albums in here and such, and have yeah, a. Have I can't a good wait time for that you that to way. bring in some of yours. Yeah, you know, let's get some Chu John or something. Records. You know, I think Wade found mm-hmm. a, a trove
8: somewhere of uh, albums. And, you know. I, I got some. I don't know what it is. So it same thing. It'd be really nice to see what I got. Exactly. I know. never
9: had a record player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's really, really nice to have that. And, uh, yeah, we'll have more and more as it come, as we go on. Yeah. I just want to thank a couple of our pals here. Moto tire guy, you know, uh, he helps you out with tires here in the city, uh, over in the Bayview area. He's actually over in Thailand shooting the shit. And, uh, he's been there with, uh, actually, uh, our friend, Manny, California posse has been a guest here as well. And, uh, our friend Claudio. So all those guys have been there for three weeks. I hope they're having a great time. You know, out there, uh, uh, Manny apparently did have a little get off on his scooter. I guess the brakes had a little issue and uh, yeah, you know, a little, sure. little road rash. Because all you do is uh, ride in apparently shorts and t-shirts out there because it's so damn hot. So, anyways, uh, cheers, Manny. Hope you feel better. You yeah. know, I couldn't stink too much when they pour it. On. <laughs> right? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, to our friend Armin, uh, Mr. Armin uh, Croft uh, third out there. You know, you've been doing Baja and you've been doing great. Have you seen it Results. He's been winning out there, and cool. his race team on a, on a bug. I don't know exactly, but.